the week it says it's your boy Mwanje. That's M W A N J E. Sometimes you do gotta give the you know the, the, the devil the medicine and the candy. Sometimes you gotta keep yeah. it sweet. You know certain people can't handle the truth. Man, what's the baddest podcast in the land? <laughs> that just makes me laugh. Hello, hello, Milwaukee. You're now listening to WXRWOP Milwaukee on 104.1 FM and on RiverWestRadio.com everywhere. Now you can also listen by telling your smart speaker to play River West Radio. How you doing this week, Wani? I am good. I'm good. I can't complain. Um, That's what they say. Yeah. Shout out to 2K and their servers. Get them fixed. Before I get home today, so I can get my you got small other stuff forward. to do. You too grown to be sitting there worried about two K. Ah uh, man, listen, um, I'm um, trying to come for Camille and her team. Like they, well, not tonight. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pause that too. Um, oh, good Lord, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> come uh, on. <laughs> um, we're lossyless today, so me, mm-hmm. Wani, um, myself, and Wani, I should say, and we have a extraordinary guest today. Extraordinary. Today we're joined by Mr. Corey Fells. You humble too. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, Corey? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? We're good, good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah. So we're gonna talk to Corey in a little bit about what he has going on, um, but let's get some things out of the way here. Um, Housekeeping stuff. Yeah, as always, my name is Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R A. Four Wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Wanjay. <laughs> Sound weird, don't you? Yeah, it does. That's <laughs> uh, your boy, Mwanjay. That's M W A N J E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanjay, Ugandan for Leopard. And um, like we said, we're going to have a great, great show today. I got you. As <laughs> always, our website is YBOPodcastMKE.com. <laughs> you can find all information about us there. Um, I guess should I tell them? You want to tell them where they can find the pod, which is separate from our live radio show here. Um, just just let me know if I'm missing anything. I got you. So if you if you don't know, you should know that we're on right practically all social media platforms. Mm-hmm. That includes uh, Stitcher, Sprecher, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, what else am I missing? Spotify. 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 That's a new edition. Google Play and um. Mm. Sprecher, Sprecher, Sprecher. So iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, I yep, think you hit yep, everything. I hit everything. Hit everything. Yep. Um, yeah, that's where you can find us as well, too. And as always, we like to thank the listeners for all the love. Um, do you want to go ahead and recap episode 88 if you didn't check it out? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to recap check, that. You had a chance too. to check out 88? Yeah, I did. You did? Okay. Yeah, I did. Oh, man. You're going to hear some Yeah, they be like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> well, for those who haven't, once again, um, check us out on the platforms I've mentioned here. But episode 88. That's why I like when Lassie here because she be looking like Mohanjay. Come on. <laughs> right, right. You got to have that consistency. He be deep down. Um, I'm like, dang. Uh, but anyway, um, so we talked about a little bit of Milwaukee news, of course. We talked about the movie White Boy Rick and a couple of um, Milwaukee artists that were actually in there. I believe Buddha and Ishtar was in the yeah. um, movie. Um, we talked about. Uh, 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 Milwaukee police uh, uh, cop that got fired for social me- social media posting about um, uh, Sterling Brown and um, some of the things he said was terrible, you know, yeah, terrible things. Uh, and he wished that Jr. was here so he could arrest him too. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And we uh, spoke about uh, who actually I had a dream about too. What's, what was the model's name? Who? 
the model. Oh, Crusada. Crusada. Yeah. I had a. I had a. I had a. Or it she's was like a, a fashion blogger. She's yeah. a fashion blogger, yeah. and uh, it was. I had a. It was. I'll tell you later. It was a weird dream. Uh, we talked about Serena and her getting fined seventeen thousand dollars for the um, code three code violations during the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the bathroom story, and then we uh, got a little bit into Lawrence versus Nathan. Uh, then we talked insecure. From insecure, well, we talked a little bit about that today. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I should know who Lawrence. He is. came back. Uh, so shout out to Best Buy. Uh, oh, and then uh, we talked about. We had a question about would you take a would you take a house that was bought with drug money? And that came from Snowfall. If I'm not correct. Yeah. Would you take a house that was? Would you take a house with drug money? I know. I saw. I saw you had that on your Instagram story. Yeah. No, I'll be too paranoid because that house can be taken from me at any minute. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. be too comfortable in the house. But you, a lot of people say yeah. Yeah. Like majority yeah, of the people say yeah and then like yeah. but then when i said it doesn't matter it was like split 50 50 like eh, uh-huh. so yeah yeah i'm taking the house um <laughs> <laughs> right uh and then okay. lots of talked about couples who argue the most uh love each other and we kind of had a little nuance about that but that's episode 88 we had in the nine tools you know i forgot um i forgot too but it was in a nine go listen to it oh yeah go listen to it but uh, that's episode 88 like always we recap it every mm-hmm. uh, every uh tuesday on the radio show so check it out on all social media platforms and we have a great show today yeah um missing anything else anything nah, housekeeping like it. you said are we missing something no nah, i think that's right. it well let's jump right in let's jump right um, in. um as we said we are joined by mr Corey fells yes sir. Corey is yes, a ma'am. photographer you're so silly <laughs> Right, photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're also I found this interesting in the military, right? The yeah. army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I just that in my research, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I guess. Questions, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. So I guess kind of just introduce yourself to the people. Who are you? Things like that. Okay. Um, my name is Corey Fells. I'm 25 years old. Born and raised on the north side of Milwaukee. I I love to emphasize that um, the most because the north side is underappreciated and underrepresented. What part? Uh, 55th of Mill Road. Uh, okay. Green Seventy first Mill Road. Okay, you know where uh, uh, Webster Park is, or Webster uh, oh, Middle school, school over there. Yep, and Barton. Yeah, yep. yeah. My older brother ball. actually went to school there. His name is Brennan Holyfield. And you may or may not know him. He was that dude in school that was like the cool kid that wanted to be smooth, so he didn't talk how too old, much. How old is he? Uh, he's about twenty six, about to turn twenty seven in a couple of weeks. Maybe. You should know him. You about this? You just yeah. turned twenty seven. So just turned twenty seven. Yeah. He went yeah. to Barton or Webster. Uh, he went to both. He actually okay. stayed in the neighborhood, and he pretty much just walked just from walked one street, school to yeah. another. Hmm. Hmm. Webhouse. <laughs> anyway, it got close. I know <laughs> 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 it's not. My sister go there now. Oh, they Webster? changed it to My like aunt. a uh, yeah. Rufus King or some type of like other charter school. Yeah, yeah. So Rufus King over here. Yeah, so I forgot what it is, but she go there now. Oh, oh, oh be so safe. Nice. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I'm sorry, Corey. Go ahead. Uh, and then I just take photos. I take photos of like uh, people mainly, um, and I do a little bit of fashion photography. And mm. in the army, and uh, trying to finish up school as soon as the army gives me a little bit of time to do so. Interesting. Okay, okay. So what I guess what you going to school for? Uh, data management. Mm, okay. Mm. Right. So, do you, are you working with the military? Do you have like a job within? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am an IT specialist, so I pretty oh. much just work on like computers and things like that. I work mm. also at Northwestern Mutual, mm. so like I'm working there as a investment intern and also work in compliance. So I'm just. Yeah, 
I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get some money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you know anybody that, by the name of Michael Roach? Michael Roach? To be honest, at our job, that's the reason why I came across you guys. We just sit in our cubicles and listen to uh, music or podcasts. Uh. Mm. Really, there's no much. That's not that much like uh, socializing. So if I see people, it's during lunch. But even during lunch, uh. I'm a part of that like millennial age where mm-hmm. we just listen to music all the time. Yep. We're antisocial, which is pretty bad sometimes. Your uh. boss gonna listen like no, so. That's all you do. <laughs> no Crystal Perry either. <laughs> Huh? No Crystal Perry either. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I like the man okay. said. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make sure. Because when I'm at work, like I'm antisocial, but mm. when I'm like not at work, I'm mm. I love to be able to talk to people. I love to be able to hear things from people. So, but I'm at work. I'm just looking to just That's get, a true out. get out. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. I'm like the movie. Interesting. Did you hear they're trying to remake Candyman? Really? Yeah, I heard yeah. uh, the Reed podcast was talking about it, and they were talking yeah. about how he's scary, and they never really watched it as a kid. And yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I didn't really clips. like. I was always scared. I didn't thoroughly watch it like Chucky or something. But yeah. when I the ones I did watch, he was him and it. Nah, yeah. you like it? Nah. It was hilarious. No, talking. this was one not. was tight. But I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, back then when I was seven, I mean, yeah, even no. then I was like, nah, I was like, that's a no, clown. No, it's okay. funny. That no, it's that clown was nasty and sick. No, <laughs> never. And can't was that hell like the bees? Like, yeah. Ah, oh yeah, the bees is crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I was afraid of Candyman because I had two older sisters that were like way older than me, but they just thought everything would be funny if they just scared me a little bit. Yeah. So like how the Reed said, yeah. if you stay up past a certain that. time in the day, yep. you gotta you the Candyman's gonna and kill it's like, you. Why would you believe that yeah. stupid stuff? <laughs> oh, but I did though. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. Nobody ever played with me with Candyman, but I think because I didn't watch it, like I said, a lot, but. The parts I saw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't do it in the was it in the mirror, right? You say Candyman yeah. five times in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Home, yeah, I didn't do it. No, I didn't words. do it. Nah, I didn't play like that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. That and Tales of the Crip. Those were yeah, the two Tales of the Crip was scary. There. That was scary. Nah, is that the one with? No. Nah. That's like the, the stories at the uh, funeral home and the old man telling these like oh yeah, I know or whatever. I, I always mixed it up with the one. What's with the other one where the that's what the skeleton come out the. Was that yeah. Tales from the Hood? No, Tales no, from no. the Hood. I always mix it up with the one with Eddie Murphy and um, Vampire in Brooklyn. That's the one I always mix it up with. <laughs> that was um. funny. But other than that, I don't know. I don't really watch that either. So Yeah, yeah. I think the one you're talking about is more like the... I, I, they turned into a show where they pretty much every show they talked about different stories. Yeah. And it was like a little skeleton with yeah. like loose hairs or yeah. whatever. I, that's the one I remember. I yeah. Remember yeah. yeah. I do remember the other one too with the... At the funeral home, the one with the uh, the uh, slaves coming out the picture. And, yeah. Oh, really? that was the scariest yeah, one with like the little dolls. Yeah, that's so scary. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't play like that. So I guess ghost. let's let's kind of talk about how did you get into photography? Yeah. Uh, I got into photography because my older brother. Um, you know how siblings are. There, I tagged along with him. Mm-hmm. Um, after high school, I just I was a basketball player. Like I said, he was like the guy that was real cool, real smooth, and wanted to just dress and just you know mm-hmm. talk to girls all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he wanted me to be able to be his personal photographer while he took like got clothes from Urban and all this other stuff. Hilarious. Exactly. And so I was like, all right. Well, he bought his own camera and I just became his personal photographer. Then I after that after I got a little bit better in it, I asked him like, hey, can I use your camera to do other things? And he was like, nah. My camera. So I was a freshman in college at the time, so I just like, all right, well I'm gonna reuse the refund hustle that we all know about mm-hmm. and uh use the money that I could have got with like my books to just buy a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh luckily that semester I didn't have to like use the access code for any of my classes. So mm-hmm. I just pretty much just became best friends with whoever had a book mm-hmm. and just see if Smart. I could use their books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that just uh took photography a little slow and then got a little serious after a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. I used to um 
get my books from Chegg or something. Oh, yeah. Like, especially the workbooks. Oh, and they'll have all the answers in them. Yeah. <laughs> People be like, you got all the answers? I'm like, mm-mm. Five dollars. <laughs> I was um, So, I know you um, said you're in the military. And you take, like, how do you juggle, like, the military life just taking, for, did you, are you able to take pictures while you're there? Or? Um, do you I, leave the country? <laughs> no, I haven't left yet. Oh, okay. Because I was wood. looking at your story when, I think, when you first wrote us. And I think you, like, were, like, overseas. And I'm like. He was trying to be on the show <laughs> so now i was just looking at the story and you were like oh yeah i'll be back and you're doing like a countdown yeah mm. yeah yeah i have uh they have annual training every year so 14 days uh during the summer we have to go somewhere and kind of train as if we're oh we are overseas so i was oh in yeah my co-worker northern yeah i was in northern minnesota somewhere like two hours away from the canadian border oh okay i'm Ooh. living in tents yeah just making it look horrible so sorry about that but um yeah it was uh, it was cool no um military i they just pretty much make my schedule based off a year, mm-hmm. uh, off a year basis. So mm-hmm. I get to know what I can do and what I can't do and all this other stuff. So mm. I fit my schedule with them, but I have one more year, then I can be able to just do me. Yeah. Do what you're Not do. to get off subject, mm-hmm. but why the military? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, after, after my mom passed, I just kind of wanted to like figure out who I was. And I just wanted to kind of mm-hmm. like m- make sure school was taken care of, that I was taken care of, that I had a solid plan B if all else fails mm. so it's a solid mm. way because i see a lot of people do that too a solid yeah. way to kind of make sure you can pay for the school you got the benefits yeah. right things like that i didn't i didn't go in for a camaro or just <laughs> <laughs> the memes exactly right. <laughs> yeah i had a co-worker she was talking about her nephew um went to the military um and she said he was somewhere down in i think san antonio for training and then he was like, yeah, auntie, I'm going to be out here. I'm going to be out there. She's like, girl, they got him in the middle of Wyoming. <laughs> and she was like, he was thinking he was going to buy him a car. He's trying Yo. to buy this this Camry. He don't know where he's going to be next year. And I'm right. like, nephew, you better slow down. So I don't know where he's at now. But it's just funny to hear people talk about the transition and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, one of my guys got into a terrible, terrible accident. And because he was in the military, they paid for the insurance stuff like that. So yeah. he didn't have to pay for anything. So um, that was a blessing. That was a blessing. He got into yeah. a really bad accident. But oh, I think he was man. about to be a... Correct me if I'm wrong, lieutenant, sergeant. Mm. Who was what's? Uh, was he? Uh, did he get a college degree or anything like that? I think he was working. I think he's still working on it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so probably a sergeant. Yeah. Probably a sergeant. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably what it was. But yeah, yeah, man, yeah man, that helped out a lot. How did your family feel about you going to the military? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we can all relate. Black families are yeah. not with that. At uh, yeah, all. That's, that's, <laughs> why I asked. that's why I asked. Yeah. So like at first, there was only one cousin. Uh, my cousin Jazz. Uh, he's he's like the anchor of the family. So if he says everything's cool with it, then a lot of people says it's cool. So him and uh, also another cousin by the name Tamika, she they were both cool with, but everybody else was like. Uh, no, don't be bringing around no like bombs or anything like that. Or don't be don't right. be. <laughs> they just had a weird cons- uh, misconception about mm-hmm. what the military was right, doing right. to me and all this other stuff. But um, I did it just on my own accord, and it came back, and everybody kind of saw a little bit of a change, but a mm. positive change in me. So they were like, "Okay, That's we're good. cool with it." Yeah. So how much of the military like principles and ideologies do you use in real life? Like, how does that reflect? Oh, one thing that, um, well, there's a few things, but making sure I, I'm I'm a man of my word. So if I say I'm going to do something, I got to make sure I do it because as a recent, I'm, I've been trained as a sergeant. So if I say, hey, a soldier underneath me, they need some help, woo, woo, I make sure I help them. I can't, I just can't tell them, hey, I'm going to do this and never mm-hmm. do it because in the military, people will always check up on you and mm-hmm. make sure, hey, did you do that? You didn't do it? Okay, well, you finna get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um and just being able to work uh, like a little amount of sleep 
that's literally yeah. that's one thing with everything you do that's important too yeah you're over here you're over there yeah. yeah and staying focused too they they really they really teach people how to be able to just stay focused and just stay geared towards one task mm. would you recommend it for somebody coming straight from high school nope no mm. why not <laughs> nope because um it's not meant for everybody yeah people go in and they have this weird conception uh, which is very true they're gonna m- marry somebody as soon as they get in they're gonna <laughs> see <laughs> get the a camera exactly yeah. get a house all this, it does not work that mm. easy it is yeah. not that sweet it's a lot of politics it's a lot of games so you have to be mentally mentally strong mm-hmm. before you even try to get into it yeah uh so kids that are just looking for something that's like very like easily feasible without it mm-hmm. i always tell people to do do that first and if it doesn't work out maybe try the military but mm. don't try to go to the military asap mm. that's interesting because i see a lot of people send their sons like if they're like if you're not gonna do a or b right and there's maybe some more so the older generation too but i've seen a lot of people do that as you know no college and i'm gonna go to the military because like you said i'm trying to make sure i shape my life to have the benefits right. and things like that so yeah very interesting yeah there's a couple of people that were in boot camp that there somebody died in their family and in the will said you had to go through boot camp before you receive this x amount of money oh wow and a oh. people in there just only to go to boot camp oh so they just running <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> but that probably give them the discipline to hey well yeah. when they get that money they can that makes sense they too can have, yeah no, interesting yeah. Cause if that boy, that boy gonna spend all that money on a Camaro, right? You <laughs> say he gonna be stuck in Wyoming, driving <laughs> 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 to Vegas. Um, I kind of going back to the photography. So I was reading, um, especially on your Instagram page, you dedicated a lot of things to your mom. Mm-hmm. I guess in what ways have your mom inspired your photography? Uh, she made me uh, very much so appreciate black women. So that first project I did was just about just black and Hispanic women, mm-hmm. um, just because like. I, I'm not going to say all of us, but some of us some of us grew up in a house where a black mom had to be the mom and dad. She had to work. Mm-hmm. She had to do all of this. She had mm-hmm. to do way more than what she's needing to do. But my mom just did it effortlessly. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to know what she had to really do and experience until I got older and I started having to pay my own bills. I have to eat mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So that just made me want to appreciate her and just kind of just make an ode to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm in that that period too now where like when I get art or buy art it's it's mostly black women. Yeah. And uh, I just recently bought a piece. Oh, I you got that lady with the booty on your wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a friend she wrote she did that for it's me, nice. but there was Tiana. a um Tiana, right? Yeah. 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 funny. Um, <laughs> she made it. No, you the first name you said. Uh <laughs> But there was an artist from Chicago. I think there was like a show, I think last Sunday if I'm not mistaken. No, Sunday before last. And uh, he came up from Chicago, and he had, like, this beautiful art of just women, black women. And I was like, I, I got to get a piece. I yeah. actually gave me a print or something like that. But mm-hmm. it was nice, though, man. Yeah. I've been appreciating black yeah. women more. Interestingly enough, we're joined by Stacy. I don't want her to sit there and stare like, dude, really? <laughs> I know, Stacy, you're really into art, right? Mm-mm. No? <laughs> Stop lying. She be lying. <laughs> so I ain't going to say nothing. Nope. Fine. Whatever. Stacy doesn't like art. But she she like she'll buy like the paintings and stuff like mm. that. Cause she's like Moanja. She get the ladies with the not like that, but you know it's very <laughs> interesting to her, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the essence, the bare essence of a black woman. Like yeah, you know, they're looking true. in the mirror. Like some paintings are looking in the mirror and they're yeah. like you know after a hard day at work or something like that. And just like yeah. I like those moments. As much as I joke about the one on your wall, I really li- like I really like but that like one. Cause it. but it's just like standalone in there. <laughs> <laughs> you <need some> more. <laughs> 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 yeah, shout out to <laughs> that's interesting. That's really good though that you that your mom inspired that because sometimes, 
you know, you get the misconception that some guys don't really look at black women. Because yeah. sometimes you think, like, you got a black mom. Like, why don't yeah. you? Not knocking it, but, and I think yeah. that's very important. And for you to kind of showcase that in your work, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I guess outside of your mom, who else influences, influences your photography? Um, uh, My black female friends, um, like Taylor, Carrie, these girls, like, the way I grew up, I grew up in a household full of just, like, black women. Mm-hmm. So, um, my whole first, like, perception of just being able to interact with people were just with women. Mm-hmm. So, when I got into, like, elementary and middle school and everything like that, my mom was always worried because she was like, why do you have more female friends than you have guy friends? Mm. And I'm like, I interact with y'all and I know right. how to interact with you guys. So, it's just like, I know how to interact with women my age. Uh, so just it's just me and my friends like i said or before the show we have brunch every sunday and after brunch we go to watch insecure and we just all have like these genuine honest discussions about what we're doing through the week because we're all Mm -hmm. adults so we don't see each other every single day right right right. so that sunday is very pivotal because we're like all right i need a drink or i need to be able to tell y'all something because this has been on my mind since tuesday or this has been (laughs) going on since Mm -hmm. wednesday or whatever the case may be Mm. and we just kind of vent to one another and i don't have really much to say because i'm a lame and i'm doing things so They tell me so many things that go on with them, and it's like, all right, well, let me be able to try to do something because these are not very abstract or mm-hmm. unique situations. There's other women that can also relate to these things. So it's like real life. Exactly. Is there anyone in the, I, I guess, photography that. industry that you look at or, or kind of like the standard, if you will? Um, Tyler. Tyler is a person that really just recently uh, inspired me. He's the guy that did the photo shoot for Beyonce yeah, on Vogue. Vogue yeah. Yeah. The yeah. very first black photographer in so many years, so many decades. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a few other named Draley, um, Annie uh, Lieberwitz. She just sold a photo, a photo um, for $1 million. Mm. Um there's uh, Jonathan Mannion, who's the first photographer that pretty much just took photos of every rap rapper from Jay-Z to DMX to Eminem, Nas, mm. every single rapper, even still to this day, Kendrick Lamar, all these guys. Mm-hmm. He's one of the main photographers. If you are a rapper and you popping, you have to go through him. Mm. Uh, so it's wow. so many photographers. How do you, that's curious, you said a million dollars, right? You said yeah. a million. How do you, or uh, how does the, the industry value the photo like to say like this is worth a million dollars like you know by scap after he passed yeah. you know his paintings were skyrocketed through oh, the roof yeah. so it's like how does one value it i'm starting to learn that now as i'm like going through like galleries and museums mm-hmm. it's um i'm about basically how unique the photo is mm-hmm. um who's uh, making sure that nobody can else like recreate it and mm-hmm. it's oh, like okay. it mainly it has to touch through the texture of the time mm-hmm. it can't just be like something random or abstract because people sometimes unless it's really dope a lot of people don't really get that feeling conceptual or uh yeah conceptual art really attached to people a lot more so when basket passed uh, every single one of his like paintings has some type of texture to yeah, the time yeah yeah and it kind of r- resonated throughout that time that still relates today so there's one mm. painting that says um uh, something about king's head cut off which really relates to the time going on right now mm. like a young man has his head cut off and it talks it's it's uh it's a visual metaphor for how young black men are just cut down so yeah. early before like they're able to actually fully mature so yeah. it has to be 
felt then to the texture at the time. I was going to say, like, who who's to say what's unique, you know? I, yeah. To me, I, I can see how that could be, like, a hard thing to measure as far as money-wise. I, yeah. I see what you're saying, but like you said, somebody may be like, yeah, whatever, but somebody else may not, may like right. it. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 like, for instance, um, the Pusha T album, the cover for that oh, was yeah. extremely unique, and that's the reason why it sold for 85000 because no one was able to get into that world of Whitney Houston. Yep. No one was able to really kind of see beneath the surface who mm-hmm. Whitney Houston was and what she did and all the other stuff. So that photo, quote-unquote, uh, kind of gave that insight about Whitney Houston that yeah. we didn't, weren't able to get. So a lot of times when photographers are able to take photos of like celebrities, mm-hmm. of like Jay-Z or whoever, they can go to TMZ and go to these publications. That makes, yeah, that makes sense for yeah. sure, yeah. 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 There's an artist, I think he was on The Breakfast Club, and he had like a um, a pop-up shop in Chicago. He's from Chicago, and he does like the character with the, I think it's called Flyboy. Something like that. He does the character with the guy. You know what I'm talking about? I forgot his. <laughs> I forgot his name. But he's, he he took a couple paintings to Jay Z, and he he bought a couple paintings off of Jay Z. Or Jay Z bought a couple paintings off of him. Yeah. And I, he was telling the story like Beyonce was just in the kitchen eating a salad. He's like, yeah, Jay in the back. And he was like, and his wife was there like, like pinching him like, for real, are we here? That's but crazy. like. It, it was over a million worth of dollars worth of stuff, and I was so like, "You want oh. this? You think Blue gonna like this?" <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Jay was like, show me what you got," and he just, I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's interesting support though. Like that's that's yeah, something that you probably you hear that you wouldn't really expect it, but like you just yeah. imagine you trying to sell one of your paintings to Jay Z and Beyonce, and yeah. they're like, yeah. let me see, like, <laughs> 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 only take cash. He <laughs> <laughs> take cash. <laughs> might bounce. So you gotta pay tax. <laughs> yeah, right. No Venmo. <laughs> So what is like like a typical shoot for you? What is it like? Um, to be very honest, I like to be able to take very few amount of shoots because I care so much about like what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. uh, I take at least a month to be able to figure out what I'm going to take photos of. And then I talk to the person. I interview the few models that I want to talk to mm-hmm. and kind of do like a deep dive. I understand like what 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 they're made of um, mm-hmm. so I can be able to pull certain emotions out of them mm-hmm. to be able to take a f- nice, decent photo. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I choose the model, and then once the shoot comes, I re I bring back those certain like stories or those emotions to kind of trigger out like an actual genuine look. Mm-hmm. And so when the shoot's going on, it's just basically that plus music. And if I feel like the person is a little too timid, mm-hmm. I tell them to bring a friend so that that friend can kind of give them some familiarity. Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah. And then after that, boom! I just have you ex- ever experienced them bringing somebody and it kind of made it off or awkward yeah yeah it does um sometimes the person i'm taking a photo of is like oh forget Corey. i'm i'm talking to my friend right here i'm oh, like God. Uh, <laughs> i gotta t- kind of take a photo right it's now like, Can you go? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh there was one time where a person came and i was like they were just talking too much to the model so i was like hey um i'm really thirsty are you thirsty okay <laughs> bet let me give you five dollars do you mind go to the store so water boy exactly mm. yeah, as soon as they went to the store that's why i took all the photos and by the time the person came back i was like all right i'm done said you done that's bad <laughs> Keep oh, right. but it kept the energy good up yeah. there because if you were like hey yo get out and then they were like well, that's true. Get out. That's that's nice that's way to exactly. do that's a perfect way yeah. to do that i was gonna ask you kind of circling back how did your brother feel about you taking the photos now knowing that you were just kind of tagging along with them because that has uh, to be yeah. dope to see you doing some inspiring things yeah 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 my brother is actually uh me and him first tried to like when I started to do a little bit in college, he noticed it and he was like, okay, well, let me teach you a little bit of things. So we created a team called uh, Aesthetic Visuals uh, and we just went around the city with uh, Brandis or Mr. New York mm-hmm. and took okay. photos of all his parties and then we'll just send it to him. Uh, after oh. a while, as like uh, siblings are, uh, we argued and we were like, all right, well, 
<laughs> we just kind of separated. So uh, ain't working. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We kept we compare ourselves to like Mitch and Ace when it comes to like stuff like that. We just we have totally di- two That's different funny. opinions. Mm-hmm. And so um, we kind of veered off, and then he went on to be doing video. And a lot of times, if I need help, I ask him. Mm. And, but he's a huge. He's 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 a used age a hole mm-hmm. when it comes to like certain work, so I don't come up to him until I like I'm very confident in what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. he gives me his opinion. But right now, my brother's just a huge supporter in what I do. Interesting. Yeah. I guess uh, for what you're here for, um, tell us about the Hundred Women Project. Um, I took photos a couple of years ago in 2016 during the summer. Um, after i was in a relationship with this girl and she was telling me like hey you're not a real photographer woo woo this that and the other oh you had a fight exactly <laughs> oh damn <laughs> and i can see it <laughs> and, and another thing oh, exactly yeah. exactly yes yes, yes. I feel bad we're, we're deplorable right <laughs> yeah yeah deplorable <laughs> no it was a different situation and things is kind of like we were both in college and we were both yeah. trying to figure out things so life. i just trying to figure out our place in life and so we mm-hmm. were kind of like venting in the most wrong way possible mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, i was like well after school I'm, I'm just gonna do me i'm just gonna try to see what i can do with this photography thing mm-hmm. i came up with the project i had an idea of how like to market it and how to be able to put it out because i'm not the type of person to just put something on instagram and hope that it pops mm-hmm. i don't want that so i just hit up a few publications and that just kind of pretty much snowballed into other things and then um i took photos of 100 different women i asked them about their stories talked to them and then kind of put it on instagram and then yeah that that was pretty much the start of it and then just got publications from nbc news blivity um there's a couple from southern africa there's bbc and a few other places that kind of like got in touch with me yeah i think i did read the one from was it nbc black or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so NBC News and all these other publications have like a subcategory yeah. to this their their publications just mm-hmm. for black people and yeah. they also put it on their main um, yeah seen that yeah because I was like let me read the address NBC oh okay yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> what is the significance you put an X W O M X N yeah what's the significance of the X um it's kind of weird because a male photographer taking photos of women um, can be seen as it being exploitive or mm. just like a guy taking advantage of a situation. So I made it very, very, very prominent that this is only about women. This is, has nothing to do with men mm, and it especially bad. does not have anything to do with me overtly. Covertly it does, but overtly it's about these women here in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. I, I thought that. I was like... I think he was taking out the the man the portion of it. Masculinity, yeah. 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 So with that being said, though, since you are a, a man taking photos of women, uh, has there ever been a time where it's been awkward shooting or, you know, or you request something that you're trying to get the essence or to get the story out of the woman and it kind of makes her feel uncomfortable? Um, I always, I'm always very leery about that uh, approach. But like I said before, thank God I grew up in a house full of uh, black women, women. So you know mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah. I'm able to get the feel. I'm able to get the feel right before she even gets to say anything. So um, yeah. there are times where it's like a little bit awkward, and you can tell like a woman's uh, wall is up. There's mm-hmm. like small little like nuances about what women will tell you or do to just let you know I'm not, I'm not. I'm not as open. So mm-hmm. some women put their hands in their pockets and they keep them in their pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to start off the conversation very kind of like slow and very like easy. So mm-hmm. I've had had those, but I've always know, known how to kind of work through it. 
Mm, you need bit. somebody that'd be like, yes. So I guess with that said, how are the women chosen? Uh, literally, I was just able to just make a, I took photos of like six or seven women that I know that other women admire mm-hmm. and just had them like kind of show what I'm trying to do because women aren't going to do something with a photographer, especially if she doesn't know yeah. what she's getting into. Mm-hmm. So I showed those women that women, other, other women admire and then just kind of allowed them to be able to kind of like say, hey, Corey is a trustworthy guy. This is intention. This is what he's looking to do. Mm-hmm. And it got shared through Facebook. Um, it had about like 50 shares and I asked like, hey, can everybody come on this specific day? Uh, from 11 noon until 7 p.m., I was shooting nonstop because like 60 women came, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was able to shoot nonstop back to back to back to the point I two cameras that I had both went dead, and that's the only reason why I stopped at 60. Mm. Mm. And what was this? Uh, it was last year and and September, early September. Oh, not last year, two years ago. It's 2016. In September. I said, where was I? Because I didn't see this post. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there like, they got a lot of people was on here. Was there anyone, um, you know, I mean, I have to share, but was there anyone that you rejected that? No, uh, uh, there was nobody that I rejected. Um, there's women that, after it started gaining some steam, there's one woman that got a little apprehensive about it because mm-hmm. she didn't want that limelight. She thought it was just a small project mm-hmm. that was here in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And she she politely asked, hey, oh. can I be able to be taken oh, off? Oh. And I had no crap, no problems with just taking mm-hmm. her off. I never asked why. She just said, hey, I don't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are there any uh, stories that you could share that some of the women might have shared to you, like going through this process that yeah. you care to share or, or that stuck out to you or sticks out to you? Yeah, there was a, a girl by the name of uh, Alexis, um, Alexis Holmes, that said that um, before this project, she was just really, she she was in this realm where she was around toxic people a lot. She was not really into, like, going out and trying to help herself grow. Mm-hmm. It was during this time when I took the photo, she was learning about self-care and just trying to take care of herself mentally, physically, and just health-wise. Oh, mm-hmm. well, physical and health was the same, but she she was just really worried about just trying to be able to transition into that next life, into the next level for herself. So, so yeah, the, that was one story. There was another l- woman that said she was um, 21 weeks sober from um, cocaine. Oh, wow. um, there's other women that was saying that they were first-generation uh, uh, American citizens, mm-hmm. and they were sending money back to home Oh, wow. Um, to be able to help out their parents while they're going to school. There's so many different stories. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say I've seen, too, that, and I was going to ask you about that. There were people that were um, recovering from drug addiction, teachers, social yeah. activists, things like that. So yeah. I just thought that it was uh, quite interesting that you had, like, a wide range of women from different um, areas and different parts of their lives. And I guess I wanted to ask you, too, like, what are what were some of the main um similarities that you see and then differences because you because it's not just like women in milwaukee it's like different areas north side south side whatever whatever what's something that was like very similar with all of them um i think it was all growth in in whatever ways they wanted to be able to grow so one one woman just wanted to be able to just kick that addiction of having a having a drug addiction one other woman wanted to be um, she wanted to be a senator. She wanted to be this. Uh, every girl, every woman wanted to be able to grow into something, something. that they envisioned. So that mm. was the common denominator. And I think like just the leaves in the back and the vines yeah. in the back kind of resonated with that also. 
Yeah. yeah. I was reading, I guess if you, you want to kind of explain that, because I think it was showing, you said that the the picture, the background of the picture, everybody, it was the same one, but it, it went from like fall to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, so Wisconsin, well, the Midwest is this uh, area where we have actual, actually like four or five seasons. So mm-hmm. we have summer, we also have early fall, and then we have late fall, then winter. And that's very unique to us because in the West Coast, they don't really have a winter yeah. and they mm-hmm. kind of have a fall, but the leaves don't really change. Mm-hmm. The East Coast, it's 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 not as eclectic as we have it. Mm-hmm. It's not as consistent. So I wanted to be able to resonate with something that resonated really at home. So um, it started off with like very lush, vivid green leaves mm-hmm. and to like reddish oranges or early autumn leaves mm-hmm. and then brown depleted late autumn and then just no leaves at all to like maybe a few snowflakes on the vines mm-hmm. um all that kind of just i don't know it, it just played out uh, i had a friend by the name of brianna who gave me that suggestion when those girls came all mm-hmm. 60 on that one day she said okay Corey, that's really nice and maybe you can be able to push it up to 100 but see if you can be able to reshoot those photos with those same girls but as the time progresses so mm. honestly that wasn't really my idea that mm. was all hers but she was able to kind of guide me into that interesting yeah can you kind of talk about um i know you mentioned like uh the women in the 60s because you were mentioning your mom group in the 60s and 70s like yeah. that and then more so the millennial women now so i guess like what's what's similar to you in a sense because i know you mentioned i think you were saying like the it was kind of I don't know how to explain it, but uh, there, well, there's a correlation. Yeah, um, thank you. That word. <laughs> there's a correlation. Um, the Harlem Renaissance really birthed uh, a, a era of like black aesthetics, far mm-hmm. as like from playwriting to dressing to like photography and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to kind of sit th- sit within that realm, but make it more modern. Mm. Um, so women in the '60s were amazing. Um, Zorna Hurstein. Um, Alice Childress um, there's a plethora of just women that were able to make mm-hmm. their own and however they just, they weren't able to get get that voice for themselves right. as to where they were just overtly put out there like Serena Williams or Oprah or anything like that so I wanted to kind of sit in that realm so their eyes were watching God was a great yep. story that kind of like set within that realm where if y'all seen the movie with Halle Berry yep. it was just a woman that was com- coming into her own However, she had to come into her own by meeting a couple guys or just dating or marrying a few guys that really allowed her to be able to come into her own. So um, the 60s was that time where that kind of set very prominent for women to be like, I don't need to be with a guy. I don't need to be sitting Mm -hmm. here doing whatever to support somebody else. I can do my own thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And then how would you correlate with the millennial woman now? I, I definitely definitely are some similarities, but I think uh, uh, the Navy or the Rihanna uh, fan base can really kind of like <laughs> corner the stone on that where women are like, I don't need to be married to feel vindicated or I just don't need mm-hmm. to be with another man to feel like I need to do anything. That's how women are right now. Oh, her needed me some. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I turn her. Like <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. It's in. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was reading it, I thought that was the whole concept of it was just interesting, especially when you have all the pictures lined up where you see the colors and the f- like the fall and autumn and things like that changing. So, yeah, um, I guess I want to t- talk talk to you, too, about um, 
I guess you mentioned Milwaukee kind of being one of the most segregated cities too. Yeah. So um, I guess I want to mention, I just thought it was dope that you, like I said before, you had the different women from different parts of the city um, just kind of come together. Um, Milwaukee for you, like how do you see it now and where do you see it in maybe five to ten years? Um, I'm I'm excited for Milwaukee. There's a lot of things that's changing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more opportunities happening. Um, like my friend uh, Christopher Gilbert just became like the director or coordinator for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, oh, dance team. So he's a he's a guy that's been grinding out here for at least a decade. So if you ever get mm. went to like an East Side party or an event and you see this guy with like a really nice suit on and a high top fade mm-hmm. with glasses, that's like dancing his heart out so everybody thinking like oh <laughs> chris g is uh usually how what he's uh presented as but like for instance ishtar i've known ishtar for about five or six years or five years before he started to like really take off when mm-hmm. he was just coming out of high school and it's just like this realm of people that we just kind of yeah all these people that are getting in, uh, getting the action or just getting that notoriety we kind of all sat together in this little pocket where we're kind of figuring out hey, what, what is my voice and how am I going to be able to make it for myself and also show it through Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Um, I think through our community and our culture, we kind of have to do it for ourselves yep. as the city is also progressing in its own way. Um, I'm, I think the city at some point in time will figure out how to mesh those two things together with the culture and the progressive economic movement. Mm-hmm. And as soon as those two things like get to mesh together within like next five years, I feel like they will be able to both grow into like a Chicago where you can be able to see art buzzling from the uh, neighboring areas, or you can be able to see culture just oozing from the streets mm-hmm. when you drive past. Mm. So I think about five, five years max that that will be yeah. like something very, very, very prominent here in the city. Mm, yeah, you agree? And then, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And then they're gonna have to recognize who we are, we mm-hmm. as black people, because our I think we're starting to really realize, recognize our power and um, how much influence, <laughs> right? <laughs> how much influence we have in the city. I think, I think economically, I think once we get there, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Super rules everywhere. Just kidding. Yeah. Super rules. Did y'all know the story where Milwaukee was actually supposed to be like the Chicago? And uh, a f- my friend Taylor told me about this where. Uh, in the Chicago fire, like the federal government was going to fund us X amount of dollars. And right before they were going to do that, the Chicago fire happened. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of pivoted or all gave all allocation to just yeah. like Chicago. And Chicago just took off from there. Yeah. They mm. were giving funding to be able to build these high skyscrapers and all this mm. other stuff. While Mi- Milwaukee was kind of put to the side. Yeah, yeah. I stay up there. <laughs> yeah, I stay up there. That monkey dude, that crazy. That monkey dude, crazy. Interesting. So, I guess, what do you hope that people take away from the project? Um, nothing. Well, just a story about Milwaukee. To be honest, uh, this is just a story told about Milwaukee covertly by using the women that uh, that reside here in the city. Right. Everything I'm going to do is always going to reside in Milwaukee because Milwaukee is not that much different from Chicago, New York, Brooklyn specifically. Uh, Miami, wherever other major city in the country, Milwaukee is not that much different. We just don't get to be able to have those opportunities. Besides, I seen um, when you're going through Instagram, I saw you were in some other places like Brooklyn, um, doing some yeah. shooting. Was there where else outside of Milwaukee do you like to shoot? Um, catch just recently in uh, Brooklyn or uh, Manhattan. Um, I am a photographer for a modeling agency called BMG Models. Okay. Um, so from time to time, whenever I'm in the city, I take photos of their new faces. Mm. Um, 
and during that time, I would try to, try to build up a connection with uh, a, a boutique store called Flying Solo. Mm. That's in Soho, uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And I take photos of whatever new type of like clothing, apparel, whatever they have there. But when I'm going out there, I do research on just different cities and uh, different boroughs in New York. So Brooklyn is what's very specific to me because it actually does have a strong black culture there. Mm-hmm. And so when I go there, I want to be able to take photos of just amazing areas that are in that city. So I go out there and I'm starting to branch out to L.A. where I can kind of do the same thing. But L.A. or California is too eclectic just to yeah. say yep. like black culture. So I want to be able to just kind of represent what the with that city or that area I'm taking photos of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm starting to go out there just for the simple Get, get familiar with it exactly just so to get who do I <laughs> yeah i recommend inglewood because I, I stayed i would yeah, Issa, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> yeah. good too yeah because it's like right by the airport i was well i was i was nervous at first i was like i was asking one of my guys i was like can i stay in inglewood like, <laughs> sure yeah but then I, mean, I was driving through the neighborhood and i'm like oh yeah this is dope this is dope yeah. this is dope like it's even if you drive through like compton and watts you see a lot of it just kind of it's torn down mm, and it's yeah. like industrialized too because some people you hear like stuff about it like oh yeah compton watts but i, I mean i ain't gonna say it ain't still <laughs> dangerous but, you know scared. like a lot of people <laughs> like, just talk about how you know it's it's it is what it is like you ain't yeah. gotta be scared too yeah. so and my dad used to always tell me that too like you scared about being around your own people mm. <laughs> like, i was know. thinking about that today i don't know if y'all ever got that feeling like i was gonna i was gonna tweet it out and i just got sidetracked with 2k um <laughs> it still didn't work <laughs> it didn't work um like black people are not monoliths like we all have different backgrounds we yep. all grew up a different way but mm-hmm. shouldn't you feel like you said shouldn't you feel comfortable with being around like, if you see a black person you've never met before like shouldn't you be like yo like either adapt or like, you should just feel comfortable around yeah. your own people like it's, it's family nice. you do yeah you do like you just like you went to afro um afro. punk fest right yeah yeah like did, like with the whole um <laughs> yeah, with the whole with that community like how did i mean how was it it was great i'm, I'm mad so now she can talk let's talk right in the mic too oh <laughs> i had a great time I felt comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think you would. I think it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it depends on. I don't know. Sometimes it could be what you feel like you can relate to. Because yeah. if it's something, I yeah. think you can generalize it, but you can't also put it back into yeah. just being black yourself. Like if it's something that you don't really relate to, you can be like closed off to. It. But like she said, if you're around people, you want to wear a big afro and some some pants that don't really fit. You know, let me let me <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but no, I, and I like that dynamic too. Like right. you just around just freedom ish yeah that's what I'm saying. like we we grew up differently yeah. quote unquote but there's something still something that connects all of us together and i think that's how we can just be yeah relatable yeah. And I, that's what i love because yeah because my day thought like we'll just be somewhere gone i'm <laughs> 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 we'll afraid to be out like i am everybody's huh. out scared sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. just some things that you don't have to explain like yeah. i went to whitefish yeah. bay which oh. is prom- predominantly like a white school and they mm-hmm. call it quote unquote white, white folks bay, bay. Yeah. And yeah, and so when I, my first day there, I, w- I went through like just pretty much just only going to black school. So when I was uh, my first day there, I wore a big Timberland t shirt with Jabot pants <laughs> and Air on Force them. Ones. <laughs> yeah, with the straps too. <laughs> and yeah, I'm walking around, I'm seeing all these kids in like flip flops and khaki it's shorts and just polo t shirts. <laughs> and it was just so weird. And I right. was just trying to explain to them I had braids back then too. So they were like, 
What are those cornrows? Uh, <laughs> cornrows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she said, that's Afro punk. <laughs> Afro punk. And I wanted to go to King so bad. So oh, my mom, man. My mom was like, no, nah, you got to be able to yeah. learn how to adapt and go to other places. Yeah. Yeah. They were there too. Yeah, but the thing I hated that I had to explain yeah. what like yeah. Jabos were or what the uh, Air Force Ones were. I just had to explain too much. Been that representative. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Interesting. And so I knew if I went to King, I just would have been able to fit in yeah. and I didn't have to explain or I didn't have to be cautious about certain things. And, you know. Well, you know, yeah. God blocked it for a reason. Yeah. So. yeah. But, you know, yeah. it, this is kind of off subject, but it's on subject. My coworker was telling me he grew up in Racine and he was saying, like, when he, because he's a little bit older than me, he said he, they were like at some mall and he was like, you know, they were kind of into the culture or whatever. So he was like, we all, me and my buddies, my buddies, we all had nice. like these big white tees on or whatever. And he said, yeah. we leaving the mall. And he said, <laughs> And then this black lady walked up to her. She was like, "What y'all doing? Why you wearing that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing. Like, why y'all dressed like? Uh, uh-uh, heck, you know, I was yeah. like, too funny. He was like, "Yeah, but you heck know, we you were know. just trying to be down." I'm like, "You're hilarious." You're trying to be down. <laughs> so, but I mean, I think everybody kind of embraces it. It's just like you know the yeah. the comfort level with this. So, yeah. interesting. So, I guess Corey, shout out, you know, the event you have coming up, the oh, exhibition yeah, coming up. Tell everybody. Oh uh, yeah, out. yeah. So, um, I'll be having the hundred women photos be printed uh printed out but like i think one photo is going to be uh the pretty much the group project or a group photo mm-hmm. is going to be eight feet long by four feet tall um mm-hmm. and also there's going to be a select few of 16 different women and their stories being told uh mm-hmm. their photos being exploded out to three feet by two feet and uh their stories being written out on glass and uh, it's going to be an exhibition open for everyone to come and um, at the Museum of Wisconsin Art. And then immediately following that, I have a project that's coming out with um, uh, a gallery, pretty much, um, where I just took photos of three different women. And I also have something coming up with Milwaukee Art Museum where they're going to allow me to be able to have one exhibition day. So I have that and a few others. So, But the, the Museum of Wisconsin Art is going to be October 13th and then following all those other other dates okay is that free uh yeah all 100 percent free Come on um, out. and hopefully we'll be able to have a, a panel discussion at 88.9 mm-hmm. milwaukee radio, yeah. radio where i'm going to be able to bring as many women to come by and we're just going to have an honest discussion and we're going to have somebody moderated and all this other stuff so it's be be able to understand or at least allow me to Need be able to moderators? understand yeah oh well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. most definitely yeah yeah so you in a blue shirt. What, what, you got a question? Blue got a question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. You need to sit back down. No, All right. No, this is dope. This no. is dope. So everybody make sure you guys get out, support Corey and um, the, the cause. Stacey, you going to go? Yeah, but I want to see these pictures y'all talking about. Like, yeah. yeah. See how old fast like, he clicked his phone. Yeah, he saw, he saw. <laughs> so um, I guess before we get out of here, you want to want to talk a little bit about Insecure? Yeah, and I guess so. We can go into my nine. Uh, because we were having a little we having a little conversation. I knew Stacy was coming, so I know she has some input on it. So um, Insecure. Yeah. How y'all feeling about it? Yeah, yeah that uh, last episode was really good. Um, well, for those who don't know, Insecure is a show that's on HBO. Um, Issa Rae is a creator. That's all I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> um, and Lawrence plays her um, ex-boyfriend. Um, she she cheated on him. Hold on, did y'all think he was gonna come back? Because at first yeah. I was upset that he wasn't even gonna be on the show, and I was just telling my you, friends I wasn't gonna watch. Yeah, it. I knew. He you was know, I knew somehow because I felt like when when she put out her statement, I'm like, okay, that makes total sense. Like I, she's going by real life standards. Like when you break up, sometimes you don't yeah. see him no more. You do what you do. But I'm like. Yeah. 
And I'm like, dang, at one point you be out somewhere and you turn to your left and what there they go. <laughs> so I figured, but yeah. like Mwanje, we talked about it. Like we didn't I didn't know if it was gonna be this season, next season, yeah. whatever. So when I seen him, when I seen Chad, I love Chad. That straw just kills me every time. Oh yeah. And then yeah. when oh, I, yeah. I already knew before I even seen him, he was like, Hey bro, and then he came around <laughs> the corner, I was so excited. Cause I don't really like Nathan. So I was yeah. like, Thank God. <laughs> well, I and like this from a writing standpoint, I'm like, they build this character up so much True. just yeah. to throw him away. Like you know, it's not like a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead yeah. where they'll kill a character off if you in love with him or not. And exactly. it's a whole different type of show. So changing yeah. the yeah. game too. Yeah. Why do you not like Nathan? I just don't. He just doesn't. Like I was telling him last last episode. Like you, y'all was talking about the episode where they jumped in the pool, and mm-hmm. I was like, I really liked it. And I'm like, I watched it like five times. Like, <laughs> it happened again. And I don't know. I just first of all, physically, he's not really attractive to me. Okay. And then it's something that, that's what you, you like. Said, what? Lying it's like, what? And it's just something. That, <laughs> it's something about him. It just I could just sense when it's something just not really right. Like, yeah. and maybe I don't have nothing wrong with the way they met, but it just like he was very. You know, off and on. I, I don't something about. I just, it. I just for me, I just. And Lawrence is I, tall. I, I, <laughs> I just grew with grew with Lawrence. I can relate with Lawrence a lot. Yeah. He got he got uh, Issa popping pills and all this type yeah. of stuff. Exactly. And, uh, but you know what? Lawrence brings out the cheerleader and foolishness for me because for for foolishness because it's like the drama, like the drama that came with it. You know how it ended. So when he yeah. popped, look at Stacey. I'm tired of Lawrence. I'm but to see him come back, hurt. like I was saying on the podcast, he looks yeah. very refreshed. He looked yeah. like at that point we didn't Microphone know. Like Best Buy. <laughs> he looked like he was kind of not like over it, and they were kind of like, well, he looked kind of shocked and excited, and she looked kind of like really. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm yeah. just excited because it's gonna like flip it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Especially when they were at the baby shower, and it's yeah. kind of awkward at yeah. first. Yeah, it was getting down. Yeah, and then Molly was looking like, oh, I hate that they're good for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I could I noticed that with Molly, like she she want them to be together, but then yeah. the, she wanted to be together so it could help her out. Yeah, if it makes sense. Mm. So that makes sense. But honestly, the, the little hot take out there, I think Lawrence should just stay by himself and not be with her. Because oh, yeah, no. Lawrence has done so well for just being with himself. And I think Issa um, sometimes is too, like, emotionally driven. Sometimes to the point she just does stuff yeah. that's just basically off a whim. She doesn't really do anything that really, like, is conducive to them both growing. Hold on. What's these faces? Let me, let me ask you. Why do you like Nathan? He's just new. He just knew. Okay. Okay. Is that Stacy? He knew. <laughs> he right. knew. He fresh. He, he, he smelled fresh. like. I want to know where he went. I think he went to jail. He smelled like new car. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot about that. He made yeah. A lot of people said that too. They think he was a felon or something. But my thing is when felon. Remember <laughs> when the person called or the Uber person called her back? She's like, yeah, we we spoke to yeah. Nathan. So I'm like, you she's like, when? Clay yeah. calls from jail. The fight in the car. He was like, I can't do this. I gotta go. And he got out the car. That's yeah. true. That's true. Ah. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Can't call the police. I gotta go. And when he was talking, when they were talking and they were walking, he was like, "Hey, I had to leave Houston. I just can't go back." Yeah, that part I remember Ah, too. But the Uber thing that makes sense because maybe it was like legally connected to him, or it was like somebody the big dude reported police contact. Yeah, then she called like, (laughs) "Oh, you good? I got it's a parole." But he, they over there, (laughs) pissy Stacy, like that pillow talking about nothing, and he disappeared. Like. That's why his wow. line is stupid. He hurt me, girl. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick. Let me let me read one of my nines here. You're so stupid. All right, so it should be a fun one. I saw a post in another group where a husband was playing ball with his boys and his wife drove by, walked up to him, and gave him a kiss. She caught flack for that and was told she was insecure. 
They've been they've been married 23 years. Fellas, when you're in your zone, do you mind if she rolls up on you? Ladies, do you mind if your guy rolls up on you when you're with the girls? Start with our guest. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, you take um, a picture. You like, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes you? to stuff like that, uh, I'm very serious about it. So uh, uh, <laughs> when I'm dating somebody, I'm just letting them know, like, hey, I'm doing this at this point in time. Anytime before and after, you can come by. You can even come by during. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just want to be able to be focused on what I'm doing. Right. But if I'm w- out with my guys mm-hmm. and we're chilling and we're doing whatever, I have no problem. If we playing basketball, if we eating, and she just happens to come by. I have no problem with that. She's just sitting there the whole time, like with her feet dangling. <laughs> I'll just uh. sitting there uh, being. Well, it depends. Like if I'm at my photo shoot, I have no. no problem so with that. let's go back to the game. You just with your boys, and she just sitting on the bleachers, and I ain't got nothing to do. I just thought I'd just come and just watch y'all play. Yeah. Text me first. <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> what about you? In the mic, like please. Thank space, you. So, yeah, you so we on. out. We out. It, Girl, don't never come through, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we somewhere on Water Street, for lack of a better location, and we just kicking in. He just show up. Well, what up? What up? I've been popped up on before. I uh, didn't like it, so don't. You didn't like it. It didn't go well. That's what I said. Yeah. It's, it's, send me a text. Like you out in the you out in the store. You at the mall. Like, hey, babe. You know, I, you know, I'm bored. Can I come through? Yeah, come through. That's pull different. Up. Yeah. You giving a heads up. Bro. Yeah, like, please. You just pop up. Like you know, I'm at the mall. You just ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, please. Stalker. Okay. Unless you bring in a gift. Would you be mad if if you playing basketball, E Rod, you Jabari, and your girl just pop up, just chasing you down the court, trying to kiss you? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're doing all that extra stuff, like you come through and sit down on the bleachers, or whatever, and watch me play. You know, I'm gonna play a little harder. You know, what I'm saying, you know, do a little, shoot a little <laughs> shock and wink at her. Harder. You know, what I'm saying, girl, he trash. <laughs> <laughs> do a little wink at her. You know, stuff like that. Show off a little bit more. You know, do Call passes. I know. He fell and skinned his knees and everything. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? I gotta go. Bye. What about you? you? I I agree with y'all. Like, if it's just forceful, like if I'm in the middle of doing something, like going over there with that. But if we just kicking it, Mm. you know, I don't mind if you come through. I ain't like Stacy. Like, I can see Stacy right now, hot, like smoking up out of her nose. Like, Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) How about when, like, you at your family's like little event, you just let her know, or you let him know, like, hey, I'm just over here. Woo woo. woo. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be here for a few hours, and they just pop up and say, like, hey, I'm out in front. When it's like a very intimate setting, it's family. You I mean, you with your friends, it doesn't really matter because your friends are kind of privy to them or kind of already know them. So yeah. if that person happens to come in and out of your life, your friends are okay, cool with it. Yeah, but your family. You're saying if they don't really know. Exactly, family. You ain't gonna know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> eliminate. <laughs> so, so you that. Don't no. we pull it up? We pull up in front of my family house, like like we know you, like because yeah. it's more serious that way. Yeah, yeah. Who is that? Is that is that Aretha? Exactly. Because now you got to <laughs> really? explain it. Yeah, yeah. got to explain. They gonna be mixing up names and stuff, uh, not on purpose, but yeah. you know. Wow. Wow. Here we go. Wow. Who, who's that? Showing like up she like never showed up. Yeah. What about you, Stacey? You, you at mom's crib? I'm not coming outside. <laughs> I'm not coming outside. I'll come outside. I'll come outside. I go home. Oh, I need a ride. No. You're not getting in the car? Mm-mm. That's uh, bogus. Uh, what you doing? I, uh, I'm good. Well, I can't do it because my family is very like. I can't do it. No. <laughs> I can't. Not I won't. I can't. Because my family, they they, I, I'm not able to see them all the time. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when I do get to be able to hang it's out with them, intimate. they're going to ask, hey, is this the girl y'all be, you be ditching me for? Or you be woo woo? And my grandma is like a person that's like very. Direct. Cold. Yeah. yeah. She like. 
I'm, I brought one girl over to the family because I was very nervous about doing so. And I brought the girl up and she, everybody's giving her nice warm welcomes. But my grandma just looks at her. She don't give her any type of like recognition or anything. And she's eating. And then the girl's like, hey. And she, my grandma just looks at her. And my, the girl I was dating, she just turned around and looked at me. I'm like, so grandma say something? Yeah. <laughs> I said, hey, grandma. She said, hey, Corey, how you doing? Ooh, ooh. And then the girl comes back and says, hey. And she, my grandma just turns silent again. So we go back to sit. We go to sit down in the living room while grandma's in the kitchen, and my grandma's just looking at her. And I'm yeah. like, I'm asking my girl, like, are you okay? She's like, no, your grandma's looking at me. I'm yeah. look back, and she's actually just staring at her, just looking at her. Yeah. My, my grandma's kind of old and kind of weird like that, but yeah. See. Yeah. That's a, that's another subject. So <laughs> interesting. Um, it was this 54. Yeah. 54. How you feel about that one? Great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, until we see you guys next time, make sure, make sure you guys support Corey um, in his event uh, October 13th, which is a Saturday from 2 to 5, 100 Women Project. Uh, tune in next week and tune into our podcast. Until the next time. Peace. We out.